you're listening to the Savannah Zombie Podcast, the podcast of author Josh Vasquez. That's me, and this is the podcast where I talk about all kinds of things. I talk about writing and zombies and all sorts of nerdy things like Marvel movies and TV shows and Star Wars and ah, so much stuff. Um, hey, so hey, how's it going? Um, it's Wednesday as I'm recording this, and uh, today, today's episode, we got a little special treat for you. Got a little crossover action. Um, I stole that from the uh, Wizard of the Bruiser guys, uh, so don't sue me, please, Jake and Holden, please don't, don't sue me. I'm just a fan. Anyways, um, long story short, uh, yeah, so uh, this past weekend I was on the Adam Messer show. Uh, Adam Messer is my buddy who you guys hear me probably talk about all the time. Um, so uh, he started up Valhalla Books, which I will be uh, publishing the Savannah Zombie series starting next Tuesday with the uh, director's cut of A New Death. Um, and so I. Uh, was on his radio show this past Sunday. He does a little local radio show here in Savannah, uh, but he also puts it out as a podcast. So we decided to kill like a bunch of birds with one stone, cause that's how we roll. And uh, so yeah, we uh, we did that um, and we published it to the Valhalla Books. So if you do listen to the Valhalla Books pop, uh, podcast, we appreciate it. Um, and this episode will sound uh, very, very similar because it's, well, it's the same episode. So, but I wanted to share it with you, um, give you all just a little taste of something different uh, this month as we're kind of uh, working on, or as I'm working on getting those books finished. I got it all wrapped up last night and I just need to drop it in my little, uh, my little ebook uh, format template. Um, and then we're good to go. It's gonna be book time, book time. Um, so anyways, uh, that's it. Uh, looks like the intro music's almost done. Uh, so I'll probably just keep talking until that's done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that's it. So, uh, yeah, today's episode is brought to you by the Adam Messer show. You can check that out on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, and you can also listen to it live if you're in the Savannah area on WRUU 107.5. Uh, it's local radio with uh, global soul. That's their little, uh, their little uh, tagline there. So you can check them out. Uh, you can listen live. He does the show from, I think, 3 to 5 is the hours. Um, so, but yeah. Anyways, enjoy. And welcome. This is the Adam Messer Show, and I'm your host, Adam Messer, here with my special guest and my good friend, Josh Vasquez. Welcome back, Josh. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me back again. Dude, I... Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So for those of you who don't know, or this is your first time listening to the show, thank you for tuning in. Um, this is kind of like an impromptu, uh, not even so much an interview, just we're just going to do a show today. And it's kind of an impromptu thing. I had a guest uh, that was not able to come in. So Josh is my pitch hitter and he's like, you know, knocking out the part for me. So here he is. So yeah. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, Josh Vasquez, y'all, is an author and a micro story here. I met Josh because I was writing for the newspaper, and he had sent me a message about his books, uh, the Savannah Zombie Novel Series. And um, we just hit it off. We've been friends since, like, I think 2015 or something like that. Yeah. And uh, we're also um, – I talk a lot about Valhalla Books. Josh is publishing his uh, books with us as um, we're part of the he's been with me since the beginning when I started on the Savannah Quill and then the books and brews and now Josh is with me with the Valhalla books and so yeah. I'm pretty excited about it 
he and I have been doing a podcast uh, for the last two months. We started doing it called Valhalla Books Podcast, and we thought it'd be kind of—I thought it'd be kind of neat. You know, Josh agreed that we do like a little, you know, radio segment today, and you know, we're just going to do this next hour and, and talking about you know, like stuff we're doing with uh, writing and publishing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's definitely definitely one of those uh, one of those shows. Like we just had a bunch of stuff. Like you had the, a, a guest uh, fall through. This week was crazy for me at work um, with that weather we had on Thursday. I had to work on uh, Friday, and normally the day we record stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, I had a, a niece's lacrosse game on Saturday, and it was my little girl's birthday. She turned two on Saturday, so it's just been one of those uh, one of those weeks. So yeah, we're kind of just uh, combining things together and knocking out an hour of radio and uh, uh, podcast for us as well. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I know I said it yesterday, but happy birthday to your little your little girl. So that's pretty awesome. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, we had we had a lot of fun yesterday. Just, uh, just some family time. Yeah, and that's that's a thing for me, Josh. Is like um, I know it sounds crazy, but having uh, oh okay. So for example, playing video games and stuff, and being in online guilds and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Not just that, but like any kind of activity, I always feel family is first. Always. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, that's one of the things I like about you is that you're a family man and that, you know, you put your family first and, you know, yeah. so I er, admire and respect that about you too. So, mm-hmm. so man, what's a uh, skinny on you? Um, like uh, <laughs> what you been up to this week besides working your tail off? Uh, yeah. Besides working my tail off. Um, yeah, that's one of the things. Uh, so like, like you mentioned, I am, uh, republishing my books with Valhalla books um, so, um, I've been working on most of the time, uh, finishing up the, the first book, a new death in the Savannah zombie series. Um, I am republishing that as a director's cut, kind mm-hmm. of, uh, kind of akin to, uh, the recent Zack Snyder's, uh, justice league that just came out this past week. Oh um, yeah. It kind of, kind of like the the original vision that I had when I, when I first wrote it, um, there's some scenes in there that I've added that, um, I don't know. I just, I didn't add them the first go around because I was just inexperienced as a writer and I was kind of second guessing a lot of things. Um, but now that I'm, you know, more comfortable as a writer and all that, I've decided to go back and add in some extra stuff and, and rework it just to make it a little bit more of a polished uh, deal for, uh, for Valhalla books. Um, so I was actually working on that this afternoon. Um, and I just want to throw this out there too, uh, officially everybody, uh, you might not have heard it yet, but, uh, Josh is uh, my co-publisher with me. So, um, yes. yeah, so we, uh, we're working on these different things and, um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited. Like your books, your new director cut is coming out on like the 30th, right? Yes. And yes. that's gonna, so, like, to me, that's a big deal, dude, because I think it's, I mean, like, I, I know it sounds crazy, but it is a landmark thing for me. You know, mm-hmm. going from, like, when I first met you to, you know, like, picking your brain about, like, writing and stuff like that to, you know, starting this Valhalla Books to you becoming, like, a co-publisher with me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, like, such a really just all the way. It, and everybody, jo- I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, humble brag. I'm just going to brag on Josh for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I have something that I want to do, like with the uh, literary stuff or whatever, uh, Josh is always like, yeah, you know, like uh, when I started doing the Savannah Cool stuff, uh, the conventions, when I did these author readings, when we, um, when I wanted to do the books and brews 
to raise funds for the Ronald McDonald charities of the Coastal Empire. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, Josh was going to be my first guest on the radio show, but he couldn't because of a scheduling thing. And so he was on my very second show <laughs> doing this yeah. show. And he's been a co-host with me on the show. We've done a lot of cool stuff together. So, yeah, I'm really... You know, I'm really excited uh, about your your book coming out, uh, your new series coming out. Well, new series, but it is going to be a new book in the series. The first yes. two, you're you're doing a director cut, so it's it's like yeah. behind the scenes stuff that you would not have gotten in the original. Mm-hmm. And then the third book is not ever been published. Nope, the third book has not been published. Um, it was one of those things that I've been working on it like on and off for for years. Um, when I first wrote like the first two novels, like it was just me and my wife. Like we didn't have like little, we didn't have two little girls yet. Um, and once you get kids in the mix, um, all of that free time that you have kind of uh, very quickly disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has been interesting, you know, kind of just thinking about like the journey of. Uh, of you know like writing this book series and stuff like that um because facebook has been reminding me of it like this past week mm-hmm. um with a different uh like you know how facebook does like the memories and stuff yeah, like that yeah. we're passed up um well i think it was uh thursday thursday or friday one of those days um and uh and i finished the first hold on for a second josh i'm sorry Hey, if we do happen to go off air, everybody, the power just flipped here. So if we do go off air, we'll try to get back on as soon as possible. But I just wanted to give you a heads up in case we do. Okay. We, we do okay. Uh, go off air. Cool. Uh, but yeah, we're we're good now. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're 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 fine. Um, but uh, yeah, Facebook's been reminding me and uh, different things that I've been uh, posting. And like one of them recently was that I finished the first draft for uh, the first book, A New Death. Um, I finished it like eight years ago and here I am eight in years March, later. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here I am eight years later finishing the, uh, the director's cut for republishing with Valhalla books. So it's kind of just, I don't know. It's just cool. Um, just to kind of see, uh, like back That's then exciting, I, think yeah. I posted it. It was like, uh, like 51,000 words or something like that. Um, and, uh, right now, it's uh i think the last time i checked before i walked out here was like at sixty eight thousand. so there's already like beefed uh, it up almost, a little yeah yeah almost almost twenty thousand more words in it um which there might be by the time i'm, I'm actually done with it um well you got you got about three days <laughs> yeah 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 the, no amazon keeps sending me the message yeah uh, the i think it's three like, days hey, before the so, release you're allowed to upload the last one yeah so they're they're it's almost like they're kind of getting antsy and it's like, uh, it's like, Hey, so if you don't, if you don't make this date, you're not going to be allowed to pre-order. Again <laughs> it's the truth. The year. It's the truth. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. But, uh, uh, the only, only reason I even did a pre-order was just so we would have something to point to in the, in the meantime, mm-hmm. like with, like with the other two books in the series, I don't plan on pre-ordering those just going to put them out on, uh, on a certain day and all that i'm gonna throw this out there too i I love the new covers and uh i think that you know you did a really nice job with uh because mm-hmm. it has kind of the same feel to the yeah. old covers but it also has kind of like an updated look so it's kind of like an homage to the original yeah and uh, i like i like what you did there yeah yeah that was that was that was a lot of fun too making the new covers because the for the most part the font uh like the uh title and the like author name like 
those are the same fonts from the original color mm-hmm. cover, so it kind of carries that over. Um, but I wanted to basically make it feel a little bit more like a series, uh, that it was just a little bit more connected um, mm-hmm. through, through the images. Um, so that was one of the things I wanted to accomplish with uh, with that. Nice. And Bass is in the studio. Uh, Bass, you want playing a little a little live music there for us? Kind of celebrate the. Uh, you got something you could celebrate, like a little zombie type, getting a little creepy music or whatever. <laughs> or how about something really heavy? I know you play your acoustic, but. Awesome. Thank you, Bass. And yeah, so dude, I'm excited. I, mean, I really I think it's it's pretty awesome. Um so y'all, Josh and I, we talk a lot, uh, especially since I have been on a temporary layoff from work. Uh Josh and I we talk a lot about like you know publishing and writing and stuff. And so we've been doing this like little short weekly podcast. It's just the Hollow Books podcast and um it really we're just we talk about like what we're working on and the updates that we're doing um so we do like this little accountability check thing and uh josh had suggested like hey he's like hey so we talk already you know why don't we just do a little podcast about it and i was mm-hmm. like oh yeah it's a good idea so we started doing that and we do this like a little accountability check-in like we're just you know hey you know what did i do or what you know what are you working on what do you got next and that kind of thing and um I, this is the first time for me that I've had an accountability writing partner, you know, especially with you know, publishing and stuff like that. Um, because there's a lot, there's a lot of work that goes involved in not just writing, but also the editing and the publishing and the book packaging and, you know, those kind of yeah. things. And, yeah. you know, you're talking about, um, how much you've, you've learned since then. And I feel like the same thing, man. I feel like, you know, I like back in 2014 is when I started writing fiction and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like, uh, I've really learned a lot. Um, and I feel like there's still a lot, lot left to learn. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, what do you feel like, uh, like reading back over your work and, um, doing the new director cut stuff? What do you feel like, uh, you've noticed the most about, you know, how much you've grown as a, as a person and as an author? Um, well, okay. I think the, the biggest thing like for me is I guess like the confidence in my writing, mm-hmm. like going back and doing this director's cut. I was like thinking that I'd have to go back and really kind of like, you know, touch up a lot, mm-hmm. but going back and actually kind of rereading it with like a fresh set of eyes. I was like, you know what? Like, I think I might have been a little bit harder on myself than what I really should have been. Like, like reading back on it, I'm like, all right, some of this, this actually, this is actually pretty good. I don't think I need to go back and adjust this. I don't need to go back and fix this scene. Like, this actually yeah. worked out pretty fine. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is like, I was thinking that I was going to have to go back and like tackle this and pretty much not rewrite the whole thing, but um, you know, I thought there was going to be a lot more work to it, but really just uh having the confidence in your own work mm-hmm. uh, 
is one of the things that I've kind of I've kind of learned from it. I think that uh, is a good parallel too, because like uh, Tolkien, you know, he did that with his works, mm-hmm. and uh, based off of you know, like with the printing, uh, there were printing errors and you know different questions that people had that he you know updated and whatever. And um, I think that's really cool because when you go back through your work and you know, and here it is, you're able to kind of be removed from it, right? Yeah, you know, because you've been away from it for a while. Even though you know you've had the third story that you've been mulling it around for a, a while, mm-hmm. the first story was like out there, you know. And even yeah. that, you got a short story that you had out there too. Yeah. Um. So, I think that's pretty cool, man. And you know, I know you've been working on it every every week, uh, getting mm-hmm. it ready. And I know we've been talking about it a lot. I uh, I've been writing. Um, the third book of the vampire novel series, the Savannah vampire novel series. So everybody, Josh, winking and not to Josh Vasquez. <laughs> uh, my story is called blood thrasher. Uh, and it's the Savannah vampire novel series, which is a winking and nod to the Savannah zombie novel series, which Josh is the author of. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josh and I also, <laughs> I don't know. People are going to be like, what in the world are these guys doing? Uh, I, I literally, like, you guys would think that Josh and I are, like, hanging out every day. We don't. <laughs> but we uh, we started a, a movie company called Dead Pixel Pictures last year. Yeah. And we did a movie short for the Devil's Do anthology, Valhalla Books, the Devil's Do, uh, Nothing Is Ever As It Seems. Four-minute movie short, which Bill Cooper was the devil. Uh, Brent Fiesel was the uh, the guy, and Melanie uh, Goldie was the the lady in the in the thing, and mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool. We also did the uh, Ono oh Zombies, <laughs> yes, and that was really cool. And we're working on some other projects and all, but um, I think it's a lot of fun, man. I mean, like I I literally enjoy it. We talk a lot about like storytelling and mm-hmm. things like that, and you know, so I feel like the accountability thing for me has been helping me, you know, like, okay, you know, like the last couple of days, um, I've, I've been on average, you know, writing about five, 600 words a night. Yeah. Um, Thursday night was the only night that I only did like about two sentences. And then I was like, oh, cause I, I didn't start writing until late. And I was like, yeah. oh, well, I got to get up early in the morning Friday. Cause I had some things that I had to do by eight o'clock. I was yeah. like, I can't stay up late and write. <laughs> So uh, Friday and Saturday, I wrote about fifteen hundred words, and then tonight I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna write. So, you know, and I'm what twelve thousand words into the third book, mm-hmm. and my goal is fifty thousand. So, you know, it's 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 fun. Yeah, yeah. I think we're we're both like we're storytellers, kind of like at heart. So. It, you know, it doesn't really matter what the, the format is, whether it's us writing books or, you know, making these short little movies or, you know, podcasting or radio shows, you know, mm-hmm. it's all it's all about, you know, telling the story for us. And uh, so it's kind of not really doesn't really matter what format mm-hmm. it is. Hey, uh, everybody, you're tuning in today live on the radio here at WRUU LP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. And if you're tuning in and you're missing out, um, this will be on the podcast, both the Adam Messer Show and also the um, 
the Valhalla book show and probably these Savannah zombie novel series. If you, if, if you want to put it out there, Josh, we can put it on there too. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. But, um, so if you're tuning in and this is the first time, uh, you know, listen to, to me and Josh talking, you know, we, we're just like off the cuff. There's no script in here. We don't, you know, like uh, literally we don't, uh, kind of like, Oh, Hey, what are we going to talk about this week? You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of like just, Hey, run and gun. And we just go, go, you know? Yeah. Dude, I stopped at uh, I stopped at Odin and Sons beforehand, and I picked up uh, the Transformers versus GI Joe book, mm -hmm. and uh, that they put it out a couple years back. But uh, I bet I've been on a Transformers kick lately, dude. Like the reading stuff. Yeah. So, how about well, you, man? Uh, you said that you watched the Snyder's cut. I know you picked that movie up on Blu-ray before, and you watched it before. Like, uh, I, I hate to hate to sound like this, but you, you watched the Snyder's cut before this week when everybody was like, Ooh, the Snyder's cut. Like you were, no, you no, actually no, did. No, no, I haven't, I haven't watched the, cause it, it, the Snyder cut just came out this okay. past week. Which one was I it that you watched? It was the, uh, the ultimate edition of Batman versus Superman. Oh, okay. That was, I think the one that, uh, that, that you were thinking about that we've talked about before. But that was, um, wasn't that Snyder too or no? Yeah, so yeah, it's uh, Zack Snyder's done Man of Steel and then Batman vs Superman. Right, and the the uh, Batman vs Superman one, you did a podcast about it, right? Yeah, so it was like uh, it's basically like the when the Blu-ray came out, they added the uh, Ultimate Edition onto it, which is like another, I think like thirty thirty five minutes, um, and it's like I guess unrated, so it's a little bit uh, uh, I guess like there's blood and stuff in it, but either way, um. Even that thirty minutes, though, it just like the theatrical cut. Some scenes, um, and so like that extra thirty minutes of uh, stuff in the ultimate edition just really made it a better movie, in my opinion, and made me to like it a lot more as far as story wise. Mm -hmm. um, and then the whole deal with you know Justice League, real quick, is like um, Zack Snyder was in the middle of filming it, um, had a family tragedy, and ended up kind of having to step aside and uh, not be able to finish the movie. So Warner Brothers brought in uh, Joss Whedon, who did Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron, um, to basically finish up the movie. Um, and in the process of doing that, he reshot a bunch of stuff, and the studios kind of meddled a little bit. And we ended up with this really mixed-matched uh, Justice League theatrical cut that everybody was pretty much not happy with. Mm -hmm. um and there was this uh, i have not watched the snyder's cut yet either yeah it's well it's four hours long i've actually still got like 45 minutes left in it because it's taken me like all weekend to try oh, to get wow. Through. oh wow oh wow it's like i started watching it uh thursday night but like i said i had to go into work on friday so like i watched two and a half hours worth of it then um and then i think i watched another hour the, i saw uh, somebody put a snippet and it was um <clears throat> It said something like, "This planet will fall. There's no protectors. There's no lanterns and no Kryptonian." Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, mm, "Man, I, I just, you know, <clears throat> growing up, I watched. Uh, of course, you know, we didn't have as many shows as now, but I, you know, used to love like Batman and Superman, and they had the um, the what was it, the Super Friends, mm -hmm. um, Hall of Justice, and all that, and you know, so that was a you know, I used to always love that. And, and Batman and Superman are two of my favorite characters of all time. I love Wonder Woman. 
I watched the yeah. Wonder Woman show when I was a kid. Watched Incredible Hulk as a show uh, as a kid, and you know, so I was always I always like comic book heroes. And then I started reading comics probably like in I'm gonna say had to be like 1987 because mm-hmm. the first one I ever read was uh, the Incredible Hulk 336, and uh, that was the same time I think around when the Spider-Man the Craven series was out right before my father mm-hmm. took over and so i've always loved you know superhero stuff and i like honestly i i batman versus superman the you know the frank miller legend of the dark knight series is yeah. my favorite comic book series uh i'd have to put that up there with x-men's phoenix saga for those those are like two of my favorite storylines as a kid um even mm-hmm. as an adult they they still hold up you know yeah. Um but kind of going back to the Batman versus Superman, I wasn't really a huge fan of that show. Mm-hmm. I, I liked the first Wonder Woman. I did like Batman. I did like, you know, the Superman like returns and all that. Mm-hmm. Um wasn't a big fan of that. I, I wasn't a big fan of Wonder Woman 1984 either. Yeah, uh, but I do. I love Gal Gadot's uh, version of Wonder Woman, and I feel like she really. And I, I heard that she was a major influence of them trying to bring the Snyder Cut out. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the the actors, um, you know, in 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 the Justice League, the Justice League actors, like a lot of them were very pro um, getting the Snyder Cut kind of released because the is like four hours long mm-hmm. the theatrical version was two hours long so right there's like two hours of extra footage in this one now granted like my opinion there's there's a few scenes in here is like uh, all right we could probably cut these a little bit down but uh, at the same time i've also just been eating it up um but there's actually i, I want to say i heard that Zack Snyder shot like five hours of footage, so there's actually another hour of stuff that like they cut out of this one. Wonder if they're gonna put that on the um, the Blu-ray or the yeah, DVD, the Ultra HD or whatever Ultra 4K. Yeah. How about uh, did you see or did, I don't know if this is just rumor or not, but did you see where Henry Cavill was supposed to be in the uh, Captain Marvel two movie? Oh really? Yeah, I saw something like that over the weekend. I'm like, what? Huh. Interesting. No, I haven't seen that. I think he's a good version of Superman. I've always enjoyed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially was, uh, when they resurrect. Like I haven't seen the the version of the, the new one, but like when he's resurrected and like he's just tearing up, you know, the Justice League people and yeah. you know and he, that one part where the Flash is like running and it's in slow mo and mm-hmm. Superman's just like you can see him catch him out of the corner of his eye and the Flash is barely you know, yeah. gets out of the way of Superman beating him up. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's uh that's uh, I, one of the things that I've liked about the, the Snyder cut is that it has uh, fleshed out the flash and uh, cyborg a lot more. Mm, okay. Um, where like in the theatrical version, you don't really get much of their backstory. Like you're kind of like, it, it they like, just if pop you don't up. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't know who these characters are, you're kind of like confused or lost a little bit. Where this version definitely gives them a little bit more, excuse my pun, but justice. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I am the knight. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Now it's it's been a good week for uh, comic book fans and all that. We had the 
uh, Snyder Cut come out on HBO Max, and then Disney Plus dropped The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay, so. did you watch that yet? Yeah, I watched that one. Okay, I watched the first half of it, so no spoilers, but yeah, it's decent. <laughs> yeah, it's decent. Um, it's, uh, it's good. I was surprised, you know, I was really surprised, though, Josh was like, Usually Disney stuff is not so, uh, I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, no spoilers here, but there's a lot of, like, violence and stuff, especially the first, you know, five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And I was I was really surprised uh, because, you know, it's an Avenger title. Yeah. And um, I didn't think that they would be that hardcore about it, you know? Yeah. And it's not like it's rated R or anything like that. I, I don't even know the rating on it, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely... Uh... I think it's definitely geared towards a little bit more of a mature audience. I, I want to say that it's kind of me plus is testing the, I don't want to say the boundaries, but like, I guess the audience as well, mm-hmm. like kind of seeing like they're getting people, people ready. Are, how many, how many people are into more mature themed kind of, uh, they're getting people ready for like Deadpool that. and the X-Men is what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. I get ready. People get getting people ready for you know. No. no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Disney's always got a master plan on everything, though. Oh yeah, but that, I mean that's that's one of the fun things about like all these like like comic book movies and shows now, and like just comic books in general, because it it all goes back to storytelling and like how they tell these stories over these, you know, mm-hmm. as far as comic books over like how many issues they have these giant story arcs, but and then like now we see it in the movies where like you know the MCU is like twenty two movies long, now it's got like these TV shows that they're working into it, but it's all like kind of like one big story. Um, so I mean, well, I'll tell you, talking about that same thing. Um, and going into back into the comic books is I, I like to read comics. Um, I've noticed that with the comic series, they do six books, right? So it's like, oh, new number one. I, I'm I'm against that. I don't like the whole new number one thing every time. Um, mm-hmm. But they are like the, for old cudgers like me or whatever uh, curmudgeons like me, uh, if I'm saying it right now, <laughs> they're like, yeah. well, we've got the legacy number. It's eight ninety three, sir. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, but they've got the six books, right? And it's like number one through six or whatever, and they just re-roll it the whole time, every time. Yeah. Like I saw uh, Amazing Spider-Man number one again. I'm like, how many times are we going to do that, y'all? Mm-hmm. Um, but then they do that, and people like the, you know the, the these alt covers, and there's like you know five million different covers, and then they make them into trade paperbacks, and they're like, oh, this story arc is a trade paperback, and this. Story. And I think you know honestly, it's great in a way and it, and it's like excessive in another way i think it's great because it's like a great incubator for movie ideas um and there have been a lot of great movie ideas that came about i feel like from comic books and stuff um yeah. i feel like it's excessive because it's like okay well you know why do we have another number one again? You know, and it's mm-hmm. because they sell. I mean, like that, those all, I was, I've talked to a couple of different people around the area and yeah. you know, those, that's how, you know, they sell books is they get these, you know, collectors that they want, you know, A, B, C, D, you know, cover, alt cover this or, you know, whatever. And so it's a smart, I think it's a smart business proposition. I think that what they're doing is smart. I, I just get tired of seeing number one over and over again myself. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, I, you know, I'd rather have that legacy eight ninety three uh, yeah. on the cover than hey number one again, number one again, number one again. I'm like, how many yeah. number ones are there? I mean, like, 
there's only one number one. Yeah. So, um, we got to do the station break real quick here, Josh. Uh, everybody, you're tuning in today. This is the Adam Messer Show. I'm your host, Adam Messer, with my special guest, Josh Vasquez. And we're talking about, like, just nerdy stuff that we like and writing and stuff like that, so. When we say that WRUU is a community radio station, it doesn't just mean that we invite the community to create programming. And it doesn't just mean that we are a voice for the community. It also means that we are counting on the community to keep us going. And you are the community. Almost all of our modest budget comes from small annual or monthly donations from listeners like you. You get to enjoy our community-focused programming because many others have stepped forward to do their part. Now do your part by joining our community of listener donors. Go to WRUU.org right now and make a one-time or monthly donation. And thank you for supporting Savannah's community radio station, 107.5 FM. This is a message from the Georgia State Department of Public Health. There is a State of Georgia hotline people can call with questions or if they think they may have been exposed to the COVID-19 virus. It is 1-844-442-2681. If you believe you're experiencing symptoms of COVID-19 or have been exposed to the novel coronavirus, please contact your primary care doctor and urgent care clinic or your local federally qualified healthcare center. Please do not show up at an emergency room or healthcare facility unannounced. More information can be found at dph.georgia.gov. This portion of WRUU Savannah Soundings programming is provided by listeners and by Brighter Day Natural Foods. Brighter Day Natural Foods has been serving Savannah's healthy food and supplement needs since 1978. It is located at the corner of Bull Street and Park Avenue. They have available online ordering and curbside delivery, and now a walk-up window for smoothies, juices, and sandwiches from the deli. They are open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 12 to 5.30 p.m. on Sunday. More information can be found at brighterdayfoods.com. All right, and we are back on the radio. All right. So welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. I you know my question for you, uh, like I know you're not so much a big comic book reader, but you're mm-hmm. you're you're avid comic book movie fan. Mm-hmm. And um, what got you into like uh, the comic? Because I mean, like I know. Uh, all kidding aside. I mean, yeah. like Marvel has just done a phenomenal job with the, you know the movies and all. Um, yeah. And Disney, you know, they've done a, a great job with Marvel um, over the years. I mean, I know some people were kind of worried about it, but I was like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. Disney's pretty, you know, they're pretty smart. Um, yeah. What what got you into the the comic book hero uh, movies? And I mean, I know you just not just like the comic book hero movies. You like a lot of different kind of movies, but yeah. Um. Well, I've always uh, I've always been into comic books, and like um, I used to have like a whole bunch um, that an uncle gave me, and um, but as far as like you know like regularly uh, reading them and stuff like that, I never really was into. Um, I think 
the first uh, the first comic books that I was really introduced to was um, me and my grandma would walk down to the uh, like little corner convenience store to get like a donut, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they had like the little uh, the little uh, little spinner uh, rack. What, yeah, a little spinner rack of comic books on there, and um, I was uh, I was like getting the Sonic the Hedgehog comic books. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that were done by like Archie Comics. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I have I still have a bunch of those. Um, but yeah, that's how I got kind of into comic books. And then, uh, like I said, I had the uncle uh, gave me a bunch of uh, it was just like like two two of those brown uh, like collector boxes kind of deals. Um, uh, just full of just a different, different, like all sorts of like old, some, some recent, you know, stuff from like, like DuckTales, uh, comic books to Superman to old Batman issues to, uh, there was a couple of Sandman, Neil Gaiman stuff in there. Hmm. Um, just, you know, just odds and ends, all sorts of different stuff. So, um, I've, I've always liked the idea of comic books. Um, but as far as like, like actually getting into them and reading them, I just, one of those things I never really just did pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, like kind of how you're saying with like the whole, like number one, um, and all that, like all the different types of number ones. It's like, okay. Like when I was a kid, like there wasn't like internet. So I couldn't just look up like, all right, where am I supposed to start right, with, this, right, right. with this series? Like it would take, you know, going to a comic book store and like asking someone and like, you know, talking and like, that was just you know, something I never did, but, um, of course, you know, once, uh, uh, the Marvel movies, like, started coming out with, uh, like, Iron Man and all that, um, uh, yeah, I mean, Iron Man was just, it was just this, uh, it was just interesting, because, like, Marvel had pretty much, like, given away all the rights of their, like, cool characters to other studios to make these movies, um, so they were kind of, like, left over with these, you know, characters that not many people cared about as much, um, and then that first Iron Man movie came out and, uh, it was such a, such a hit. And then just like the following movies were just so much fun. It's just like one of those things that was kind of, kind of easy to get into. And that, that really resurrected, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, at the time I, I mean, he was always a big star or whatever, but I know that that, you know, becoming Iron Man, and yeah. just solidifying that role, I feel like it's like okay, you you kicked off a legacy here with these movies and and anything that Disney does, man. I mean, like it, I know it sounds crazy to me uh, to say this, but I feel like anything that Disney does, you know, they even the ones that aren't like really popular, they last, you know, yeah. and they always have some kind of fan base, you know, mm-hmm. around them. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you especially like even look at like, like, uh, like the Scarlet Witch. I mean, she's been like a side character since like Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. She's had, you know, like small little like arcs and stuff in there with like Vision and all that. Mm-hmm. But now that now, now that they have Disney Plus and they have like this whole whole show, you know, like she's become like this huge, like, you know, yeah. like a main character. And so, uh, the Falcon, I, I mean, the Falcon yeah. was always like a side side hero, you know. Same, same thing with that and like like i mean i know you saw like the first half of the of the show and all that i mean he really really kind of takes charge in that yeah uh, that first half and uh it's really cool to see him do that um i don't want to spoil the rest of the show for you i've but. seen some spoilers <laughs> already but i don't want to spoil it for anybody else either but yeah, yeah but you know yeah. the weird thing about it is i i feel like it's i feel like it's good though when they take over a property or whatever mm-hmm. 
you know, because even like we like earlier this week, y'all, because I'm a little toy nerd, you know, and mm-hmm. Josh, you have like stuff that you like, you know, like Magic the Catherine or whatever. And yeah, we we just, you know, we have different things that we like, uh, you know, collectible type stuff. And we were talking, we got on the topic this week, y'all, talking about toys. And so, you know, um, Hasbro is the manufacturer for like big brands like uh transformers and gi joe uh, my little pony um they also own wizards of coast which is the you know they put out dis uh not disney i'm sorry dungeons and dragons and they mm-hmm. put out magic the gathering and they make more money off of magic the gathering and and the uh Dungeons and Dragons stuff than they make off any other toy lines. I saw this article last week talking about it. And we got to talking about the toys because Disney has never really put out toys. They've always worked with companies like Hasbro and Mattel. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like the Star Wars franchise stuff. You know, that's always been like a Hasbro thing. I don't know. Back in the day, I think it was Kenner, which is owned by Hasbro now. Yeah, um, they bought out Kenner. Right, right. And, you know, so, but Disney's always, you know, licensed that property through that. And it's weird because, <laughs> I, I say it's weird, but it's not weird in a way like it's bad for business, but it's just weird to me, like, to think, okay, so, like, Transformers is Hasbro. It, like, Transformers is my, my thing, y'all. I just love Transformers or whatever. Just kind of like, Josh, with you, you know, Star Wars is like your, you know, your thing that you love. Um Hasbro, like, is the toy manufacturer, and you know they they partner with Takara or Tommy Takara or whatever to do the Transformers, and they had a Transformer line where it was like uh, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and whatever, um, where they were like a Disney Transformers, you know, mm-hmm. and they've had over the years they've had like Marvel Transformers and Star Wars Transformers, and they've had like these crossover you know, different brands and whatever. And it kind of, it's, it, it sounds kind of strange, you know, but especially now that we don't have Toys R Us, you know, Toys R Us, yeah. y'all, uh, KB Toys and, you know, whatever. Um, you get the, you know, you get the big box stores that have, uh, they have these toy lines in there or whatever. And I just remember as a kid, man, um, you know, and this is, I guess, nostalgia for me, uh now but i just remember as a kid the like the cartoons would come out you'd watch the new transformer show or whatever and you know or you'd get the new comic book or whatever and it would highlight like you know it's so funny but it's always like that um that formula of you know oh my gosh you know the the autobots are in distress you know Mm -hmm. the the decepticons have a new um decepticon that's you know the baddest of the bad, you know, and they're beating up all the Autobots. And then all of a sudden a new Autobot shows up, you know, the hero yeah. and champion of the day. <laughs> and that was related and tied into like a toy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, even with the transformer line, they've got this new Netflix, uh, series that they've been doing, like with this, you know, computer generated, uh, stuff, the CGI stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've got it related to the toys, you know, so like yeah. this year's the 25th anniversary of Beast Wars, um, came out like '96, I believe. Yeah, it'd be 25th. So they've got the new comic book series, they got the new toy line, and all that. And for me, that is like a tangible part of like you know the story, you know, because mm-hmm. 
believe it or not, y'all, the action figures that are out today are like incredible compared to like some of the, some of the stuff back in the day. You, you know, like I think Star Wars was one of the first ones to ever do the three point seven five inch figures. Yeah. yeah, and you know, they they had such a uh, like a what was it? You had to mail away to get the figures when they first came out or something like that. Like well, some, yeah, that was the, the production for the figures wasn't even done by the time the movie came out, and yeah. the movie was such a big, like, uh, hit that what they Kenner had to do was like, hey, like you can buy this uh, basically cardboard playset, um, and I think it came with maybe one figure. I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, but. Like basically, it gave you like you you could send away like this proof of purchase and receive one figure like every I don't know month or something like that when they came out. <laughs> yeah, and I mean like you know it's so crazy how we've advanced so much. I mean like even Magic the Gathering, dude. I, I remember that came out I think in the early nineties or mm-hmm. late eighties or something like that. And I mean before that, there weren't like collectible card games like that i mean they had you know like as, even as a kid they had different cards you know because baseball cards have been around for a long time but yeah. you know like magic the gathering came on the scene and it's like oh hey here we go y'all about to about to you know giddy up <laughs> let's yeah, go yeah because yeah, i mean like baseball cards and you know other sports cards and all that are, are great and all that and they're great collector's items but i mean that's that's really all all you do with them where magic brought the you know the fun of collecting and all the you know like getting certain cards and stuff like that plus there's an actual game mechanic that you can play and that you can tr- trade out your uh, decks and stuff like that like it took the fun of collecting cards but also made it a game and made it you know where you would want to you know surprise keep buying more cards <laughs> yeah and like pokemon i think this is a, a 25th anniversary of pokemon or something like that uh, um I, I feel like I should know the answer to that question, but um, it's something like that. Yeah, I think it's 25th. Yeah, I mean, it's just we've had a lot of stuff change in the last 30-something years. And, you know, with the even the last, shoot, even the last uh, 10 or, or 15 years with social media stuff, um, the way we, we consume content and storytelling, and I know it's like a long drawn out i went around the bridge to get to the river type thing mm-hmm. but, but it's all the way we consume content is different yeah now i mean like you can watch a full-blown movie on your phone yeah instantly mm-hmm. and anywhere yeah you know like back in the day it was like hey this movie's coming out <laughs> get your tickets now because it's going to be sold out opening night you know yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, I mean, that, that's a huge thing, especially with the events of like this past year, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, we'd have to go to the, the movie theater to see these brand new movies. And now it's like, hey, you know, for just an extra like, you know, fourteen ninety nine or, you know, something like that, you can watch this brand new movie mm-hmm. and the comfort of your own home. <laughs> uh, what's that new Disney one? Raya, R-A-Y-A, I think, or Raya? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Raya and the last dragon i think it is okay they have that on disney and it's yeah. you can watch it for 29.99 mm-hmm. and i was like wow that's not bad considering now i know people are like oh my god 29.99 hold your yeah. horses for a second yeah. here let me explain mm-hmm. i'm just going to explain from like a non-neck beard looking out for outlook because i don't have a beard and 
anyway, <laughs> I don't want people like want to kill me because I'm saying this. Yeah. Um, actually, it's 345. I've got to do the station ID. Everybody, uh, you're tuning in today to WRUU LP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. And it is the 345 mark. So that means that we've got some more live music and you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait for my non neck beard opinion, y'all. Just a minute. <laughs> Here's Sebastian Messer. Thank you, Bess. You still there with me, Josh? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. So, <laughs> and I'm not trying to call anybody names. I'm just saying neckbeard because, like, that's just kind of a common term for elitists out there. You know, if you're not in the nerd community, uh, that's what it kind of means. It's like, oh, you know, you're not as big of a fan as I am, so you're not allowed to have an opinion. But yeah, I'm just going to say this. For $29.99, right, especially being a dad, you know, when I, when mm-hmm. my kids were little, we did not have Disney Plus, obviously. Netflix and stuff came the last 10 years or so, or whatever. Uh, maybe the last 10 or 12 years, something like that. Um, didn't have the streaming stuff. The video stores started closing slowly. You know, you had the Redbox and, you know, Blockbuster started closing. The mom-and-pop video stores started closing. And so it kind of left you with limited choices, right? Uh, well, I would have happily paid $30 when my kids were little for them to be able to watch a brand new Disney movie yeah. at home on yeah. our TV. And they have their popcorn and their candy and, you know, whatever they want, mm-hmm. you know, versus paying $150 you know, for five people to go to the movie theater and drinks and popcorn and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know that movie theater people are like, oh, you're killing the movie. Th- oh, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. There are people still going to go to the theater. <laughs> they're still yeah. they're still going to go when they can go. But, you know, 30 bucks, and then I'm still going to end up buying the movie. You know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know you're going to end up buying the, the movie. So, you know, I feel like uh, that that's a decent service. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, and I, and I'm going to go back to something that uh, this last year, when you talk about it, like this last year, covering conventions and going to conventions and doing conventions, there are a lot of people who have different, uh, reasons or issues that prevent them from being able to go to conventions. The same thing with movie theaters, you know, uh, like my uncle Donald who passed away recently, he had Parkinson's disease there's no way he could have been able to go to the movie theater, you know, but being able to watch a movie at home when it comes out, I mean, man, how inclusive is that? You know, to me, it's like, yes, we can, you know, we can make this so you can watch it at home. You don't have to, you know, put, put yourself in any kind of, um, any kind of jeopardy or risk or anything like that, you know? So that's my, that's my little soapbox (laughs) about that. Can you hear me, Josh? 
You still there? Yeah, yeah, you're back now. Okay. It just sounded like it was kind of like breaking up there for a second. So I was like, ah, don't lose the phone call. I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's like I said, that's my little soapbox about it. What do you think, man? Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the same thing, especially when you break down that 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 price amongst, you know, you know, three, four, five family members and all that. It really it makes more sense that way. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm I myself will not be uh, purchasing it for twenty nine ninety nine. I'll be waiting until June until it comes out. <laughs> and that's understandable too. I mean, that's the, yeah. that's the cool thing about it is you have the option. Yeah. You know, you have that choice. You know. Yeah. But and, I did pay that fourteen ninety nine for HBO Max, so I could watch the uh, the Snyder cut. So there is that. Well, I mean, and that's your choice. You know, you have like we didn't have that option fifteen years ago. Yeah, you know, and that's what I'm saying with the storytelling, kind of like like I said, going around the bridge, get around to the river. That delivery is different, you know, mm-hmm. and but storytelling is still the same it's like you know people love a good story yeah you know and uh, i don't know it it's it not it just sounds so crazy sometimes i feel like uh to think about it because no matter what we're doing like if we're playing magic the gathering or from like nerding out about a transformer comic book or whatever mm-hmm. it's the story that is going along with it right with star wars for example you know uh Star Trek. I mean, I'm a big Star Trek fan. I love Star Trek. Any anything that you enjoy, I don't care if it's a western or it's a history book or something like that. You know, yeah. uh, it everything is some kind of story. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like you know, I don't know. I mean, and I'm not necessarily the best storyteller out there, and I'm not always the most interesting person in the world. But you know, yeah. I can spend a good yarn or two here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things, like, too, about, like, you know, especially with, like, starting Valhalla Books and all that, and, like, as, like, a publishing company and everything, like, the authors and all that that we have that are uh, going to be publishing with us, you know, we're we're pretty, um, and, you know, not, you know, diversity for diversity's sake, you know, it's just we're all kind of, uh, you know, we've worked together on, on, on projects before and stuff like that, um, kind of, you're the one that kind of, I feel like I'm the Nick Fury of Valhalla Books. I've pulled the yeah, team yeah. together. <laughs> and um, You're like my Captain America. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. Um, but, yeah, it's like, you know, like storytelling is just, you know, that's a core of what Valhalla Books is. Like, Sebastian Thor. to tell stories. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we, we might come from it from different angles and stuff like that. But, like, it's the one thing that kind of unites us all together is that we're all here to tell good stories and yeah yeah um that is something i think uh, you know like and i'm not tooting our own horn here um and i will i will admit uh i did nominate our book for uh an award i mean like i submitted it um Mm -hmm. but we are we made the final ballot for the pulp factory awards and they've got the voting open now but you know, I submitted it. I mean, like, it's just like anything else. I mean, you can submit your own books to these award stuff out there. It doesn't mean that they're going to, like, I submitted it. I submitted our book for the uh, Bram Stoker um, awards, and we were on the initial reading list, mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't make it to the next round you know, yeah. for that. So, you know, but uh, being on the Pulp Factory Awards thing for the Devil's Due, I feel like it's a pretty neat little accomplishment. 
Uh, even if we don't win, you know, being on the final ballot's a nice little thing. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited, dude, about your director's cut coming out um, on the 30th. I'm going to be sending out an email to the list today or tomorrow, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, because you sent out an email last week, so I just want to I want to kind of space it out a little bit. But I do want to remind people, like, hey, uh, you and, know, especially – Especially like you know nowadays, it just seems like so divided things, and I think that's one of the things that really gives me some hope about Valhalla Books is that that our our goal is to tell stories and to bring people together from all different kinds of walks of life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I like uh, yeah, I, I really like uh, sharing compelling fiction that people love to read. I, I, I mean, yeah. that's one of the things I enjoy. You know, especially, you know, and and go back to this. I mean, I know we only got like a minute or so left, but going back to this, uh, you know, like from when I first met you and I was a a journalist writing about you and your book um, to fast forward, you know, six years later, here we are, you know, you're, you're publishing your book. We're working together, you're doing all these things. And, you know, for me, that's exciting. I feel like it's really cool, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I've just, I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate your friendship and, you know, appreciate you being part of Valhalla Books and for Valhalla, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been fun and I'm excited to see where the next six years go. I know, man. I know. So, well, thanks, Josh, uh, for coming on the show today, dude. And, uh, you know, I really like to one. Um, what is the website? It's a uh, it's Savannah zombie novel, right? Or is it Savannah? Yes. I always get it messed up. Is it Savannah zombie novel.com? Yes. Okay. Cause I always want to put series on it. Like Savannah zombie novel series, like long nope. name, amazing results, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's somebody yeah, else's tagline. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, thanks a lot, dude. Um, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to play this as an encore for the next hour too. So, all right. Well, thanks for having me on, Adam. All right. Talk to you later, man. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, everybody. So, um, you just heard it. And Josh. All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that little special episode today. Um, let's go ahead and throw that, that outro music on there because, you know, that's how we roll. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. You can check out Adam Messer's show. Uh, it's the Adam Messer show on pretty, I think all the podcasts and everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, check, check that out. Um, also check out the hollow books podcast. We do that weekly. Um, it was just a little kind of, I had to do some extra work this past Friday. So, um, that's normally when we record. Uh, so yep, yeah, you know, life comes up and you gotta, you kind of gotta roll with the punches sometimes. Uh, but yeah. So this is uh this is this is the week, man. Next Tuesday, by the time I release the the next episode, we'll most likely uh have pub I'll have published uh, the uh, director's cut of a new death. So you can pre-order that now, and it'll be uh, delivered directly to your Kindle um, or your Kindle reading uh, app of choice um, on next Tuesday when it releases. Um, so that's exciting. Paperbacks are going to be just a couple days behind. Uh, just a matter of you know that. Formatting for a paperback is a little bit different, um, but those will uh, those will be coming out as well. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to just be rolling out some books the next uh, few uh, few weeks. So, anyways, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you uh, leaving reviews um, for the podcast. It, it, it helps me out a lot. Um, I greatly appreciate it. So you guys have a good one, and I'll talk to you next time.